Hi, I'm Matt, and on behalf of Jamie, we are Shade Tree Chefs. As you might have noticed in the beginning, Jamie is not with us today. He claims work schedule. Now, now if you recall, he is working remotely out of state, and he is working third shift, so the graveyard shift. Um, so I, I know that's kind of messed with his sleep schedule. But honestly, after last week's episode... I think he's uh, plotting against me. I think he's got his own thing going on. Uh, I, th I think he's either doing his own podcast or potentially videos on Tupperware and ways of using them. I don't know if it's the actual Tupperware brand or just, you know, cooking for one and eating a lot of leftovers and how to use Tupperware. All right, I kid. Sorry, Jamie. I know you're going to listen, but you're not here to defend yourself. So I got to take my dig when I can. So uh, last week I, I mentioned uh, we talked about I have uh, I have I had gotten a uh, a new toy a pizza oven uh, and I did a couple of cooks I also mentioned that uh, I was I wanted to do uh, a non bread or nan bread I, I, I'm not real sure the proper pronunciation for it uh, so I decided to do it actually it was I think the day after we recorded the podcast. Uh, but kind of leading up to it, I, re I reached out to, to my dad the day of, my cat, I'm May, I'll, I'll, I'll invite him over for, for dinner. Uh, and, and I, I completely forgot he, uh, there was a, uh, traveling beer garden. So for those in Wisconsin or the Milwaukee area, I, I want to say it was with, within probably the last 10 years, I, I could be off by a year or two or several, uh, they started opening in the park system, uh, beer gardens. Uh, so my, my previous house uh, where I lived, uh, that was one that had like a, a permanent beer garden. And I remember seeing on, on social media, everybody was against it. Oh, this is going to cause issues. And it did exactly the opposite. It was uh, a good gathering place. Uh, and not only that, <clears throat> the brewery that, that sponsored it, which generally was a, a local brewery, uh, part of the proceeds actually went towards the park. So uh, this particular park, uh, they, they they redid the roof, uh, you know, a cedar shake roof. I mean, just really made it look nice and, and help beef it up. Because let's face it, budgets get uh, put out there and uh, the, the parks are normally one that get cut. So it was really good to, to see that. Well, uh, by me, there is not a permanent beer garden, at least within, you know, close couple of miles so there's a traveling one by probably one of my favorite breweries Sprecher Brewing um, so I reached out to him and uh, I forgot that they were going to be in the park right by my house and uh, he said hey I'm you want to go there I'm like that's just better than my plan I was going to invite you over for dinner um, which we ended up doing uh, we weren't sure if there was going to be food there uh, going more into that so we meet up at the park whatever uh, so it's Sprecher beers, which uh, my favorite's Black Bavarian. So, of course, I had to have one of those on tap because it's not too often. You, well, first off, I don't go out anywhere, right? I, I don't go to bars, stuff like that. So getting on something on tap is fairly rare, uh, but but a treat when you do get it because, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of beers actually taste better on tap. But then what intrigued me is they had one, and I, I forgot the name of it, and, and I asked, and it was an Oktoberfest, which, you know, we've, we've mentioned. I'm, I'm, I'm excited now, an Oktoberfest, but it was actually a, like a light Oktoberfest. 
So I sat there and thought, well, I got to give it a try. It, it honestly, it was, I'm not going to say it was a bad beer, but I mean, it lacked a lot of that flavor you expected. I know I talked about a, a different Oktoberfest that was, you know, barrel aged and uh, it was a good beer, but you know, it, it, you didn't really get that, that Oktoberfest taste out of it. And I'd put the same with this. It was, you're drinking it and there wasn't a lot of that flavor with it. Anyways, back onto the cooking. <clears throat> so we go to the beer garden, we have a couple beers and we decided to go back to my house. I, I had mentioned the, the idea I had, um, we're cooking some non bread, but my thought process when I was doing that was, what am I going to eat with it? I'm not just going to cook some bread on my, on my pizza in my pizza oven and just eat some plain bread. So my thought process went to cooking something that maybe you would eat, uh, with, uh, the non bread. Um, so I, I ended up finding a recipe. I, I mean, I Googled it. Hey, what goes with non bread, uh, whatnot. And, um, one that intrigued me, it was actually called a barbecue chickpea wrap, uh, with, um, Wow, I'm forgetting the name. Ranch dressing. I'm like, hey, you know what? That sounds that sounds interesting. Let's give it a shot. So I get home from work, and I knew I had these plans with my dad. And, and the recipe for the bread said, mix it all together and then let it proof for two to four hours. So I'm like, okay, this, this works out beautifully. Now, depending on what they had for food at, at the beer garden, it's like, this might not even happen. I'll, I'll just refrigerate it. Um, but then, you know, just, just basic stuff there. So we get done with beer garden, come back to my house. Um, at this point I had the non bread, you know, already, already proofed. And, uh, so it was just a matter of lighting the, the, the pizza oven and forming the, the bread itself, throwing it on, which I didn't relook at to see what uh, even the temperature I didn't look to see what temp it was. I'm like, hey, we're going to fire this bad boy up, throw it in there, flip it over, take it out. Um, or shape, really. I mean, I, I had kind of looked. Um, but but kind of going back to that, that recipe, which I, I thought actually was a really good. Uh, and I'm sure there's many, many variants of it. But this one called for, uh, and I doubled it because I knew there was to be, I, I wanted more than two, you know, uh, flatbreads. Uh, so, uh, this is just for one. I'll just, I'll kind of give you the recipe. It was a, a teaspoon of active dry yeast, three quarter cup of warm water, lukewarm water, a couple teaspoons of sugar, two cups of all purpose flour, uh, a teaspoon of fine sea salt. I did not have fine sea salt. I had table salt or sea salt. So I used the table salt, uh, an eighth teaspoon of baking powder. Uh, the next one kind of threw me off uh, a little bit. Uh, three tablespoons of plain yogurt. So I, luckily, and I, I actually guessed correctly because I doubled it. I just bought like an individual cup that you know you'd pack in your lunchbox or whatnot of of Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt that was plain turned out to be uh, pretty much exactly six tablespoons, which I needed because I doubled the recipe. Uh, it called for two tablespoons of which I'm not even sure what that is. It said, or oil. So 
I use the oil um, and, and coarse sea salt for sprinkling. So the, the, the one thing that uh, they have you mix it together or whatnot, but they said to sift the, uh, the, the flour. So I, I went and looked in my cabinet because probably several years ago, while at some store, I seen a flour sifter. And I'm like, you know what? One day I'm going to need that. So I, I purchased it. And it sat in the back of the cupboard. Uh, luckily, within the past few months, while searching for something completely unrelated, I ran across it. But I remembered I had it. So I, I go back and I dig in the, in the corner of this cabinet where it's been pushed. And I, I take it out. I mean, the tag is still on this thing, right? So uh, I'm like, all right, we'll do a, a cup at a time, dump a cup in. And it's got this little, like, trigger on it. So I'm, I'm pushing it and. You can see, you know, the, the, the flower is coming and it comes out, looks really light, uh, but it's not coming out very well. I'm like, I'm going to be here forever. Like my hand's cramping up, barely anything's going. I'm shaking it, tapping it, you know, it's like clogging up on me. So while I'm kind of doing this, I asked the missus, I'm like, hey, do me a favor, look, you know, Google it for me. Look up, like, what else can you do to, to sift, uh, you know, flour if you don't have a sifter? And it actually, uh, one thing she said, it said use like a fine strainer. Luckily for myself, uh, I did have one. So I, I, I have her grab it for me as I'm holding this weird sifter that was that went into the garbage, to be honest with you. I threw it away. Um, put the, So I dump what's in there in, into the, the, the fine strainer and just kind of give it a shake. And, uh, you know, three seconds later, there's, you know, your cup of of sifted flour. And, and what I thought was odd, I, I, which I didn't realize is I'm not a baker was, you know, the sifted flour, there was some particles, you know, that were left some, some pieces that, that, uh, some clumps, so to say, shake it didn't go. So threw it in the garbage, just continued on. Had you sift the salt, which I thought was weird, uh, along with a few other things. I'm like, well, salt's pretty fine, but uh, even even with the salt, I, you know, I did notice that uh, there were a few, you know, uh, grains of, of salt or, or whatnot, or little, little clumps that didn't go through. So I, I did that for, well, obviously I did that pre, so we, we go to the beer garden, come home, go fire up the, you know, chimney of, of charcoal, thinking I want, you know, 700 degrees or, or, or close to, to cook, to cook my bread. So it warms up. I want to say it's 600, maybe a little over. I'm like, should be decent enough. So I, I kind of form it out. Like I said, I, I didn't look back to see if it said, hey, eighth inch, you know, make, I do remember, I do recall it said like a teardrop shape. How thick, didn't really read. I, I recall it saying, wait till it bubbles. Well, I just, you know, eyeballed it and kind of flattened it out. I'm like, yeah, this, this should, this should be fine. Uh, and the biggest issue that I seen then was getting it into the pizza oven because, uh, I mean, I do have a pizza peel, but with the raw dough on the metal, it, it wants to stick a little bit. So I think I tried that for the first one, a little bit of problems and then just said, forget it. I'm just going to take it on hand and put it in there, which I wouldn't recommend doing because the, the flame isn't all that high off of, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of space between the, the, the stone and the top. But I, I decided, whatever, this is going to be easiest. Um, 
And, and same when, when, I, when I did the pizza, I did notice um, that, you know, the, the part of the bread that was to the back or closest to the fire would bubble up and start, and, and start turning color. So I, would, I, I rotated it, flipped it. One thing it, it did say in the recipe was look for it to bubble up. I never really noticed uh, it bubbling up at all. Uh, but I yanked it cause, cause of color. So, uh, I, I cook, I don't, I don't recall exactly. I think I got five pieces of bread out of it. So that was the first thing. Then it was go inside and, uh, make the, the filling for this. Like, like I said earlier, it was a barbecue chickpea wrap, which honestly, I mean, I've eaten hummus, but I don't really know chickpeas all that well. I can't say I'm well versed or garbanzo beans is another name for them. It's not something I've knowingly eaten or used recipes, used in recipes, I should say. So I'm like, you know, let's give it a shot. So uh, this is actually pretty easy recipe, uh, and it, it turned out really well. So it called for two-thirds cup of cooked chickpeas. Honestly, I just had a couple of cans, and I dumped them in because it tells you to put it in like a, a pan, uh, warm it up uh, with barbecue sauce. So uh, three, tablespo- three tablespoons of barbecue sauce. Well, there again, I, I put two cans of, uh, of chickpeas in there. I don't know how many cups that really was. It uh, didn't really matter. So how much barbecue sauce I put in there, I'm not really sure. I made sure that it coated it. Um, and then they tell you, you're pretty much, you're pretty much just warming up the chickpeas but you want to see that the barbecue sauce kind of caramelize uh, to the chickpeas. Uh, the, other, the other thing it had uh, was uh, some, it, it called for two cups of lettuce, wa- lettuce washed, rinsed, and chopped. There again, I just bought a head of lettuce, cut up a bunch of it, and uh, went from there. Uh, two Roma tomatoes, finely chopped, uh, a cup of, uh, a juice of one lime, and they, they called for two wraps. Well, I, I, had, I had more than that. They called for ranch dressing. They actually gave uh, an amount, but for me, when I, when I was making the sandwich, I just kind of squirted some on and, and moved it around, spread it on, you know, like you would uh, mayonnaise or uh, peanut butter or a jelly. Uh, put the lettuce on, you know, all the, the tomato and everything, uh, and it, it was actually really good. Uh, if you if you really have never had it, chickpeas uh, as far as a bean goes, it's uh, it's pretty mild. So I mean, you had the nice barbecue flavor. I know it wasn't real barbecue, but like I stated earlier, I did this uh, to kind of fit uh, the mold of of what I what I made that that non bread. That was really the highlight of the cook, right? I cook I made bread on a pizza oven. Uh, so all in all, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, my dad, he really enjoyed it. Uh, the Mrs. Jen, she really liked it. Uh, and, and I would do it again. You know, it was, it was a big success. And, and I know it's not that normal thing, right? I, I, I do a lot of meat. Um, so it really was a good change of doing something that was meatless. Not saying that uh, I'm going vegetarian, but it, it's something to throw in the mix there. And it's actually made me think of uh, and look into a little bit of other things to make with using, you know, like a, a chickpea or uh, or garbanzo bean, however you want to say it. Um, 
so uh, the other thing is, you know, we're, we're in, well, now it's September 1st today. Yeah, it's September 1st today, recording a little bit later in the week. Uh, but end of August, so I know I've mentioned before, I have a um, little garden. So, I mean, tomatoes, they're just, they're just coming. I mean, they're just, I got tons of them. I, I probably brought 15 to 20 pounds worth of tomatoes to work uh, just because I wasn't going to be able to eat them all. But I did save, uh, I saved some of the bigger ones. I had some cherry tomatoes and then some like heirloom. I don't, I don't I couldn't even tell you what, uh, what the name of them are. There's a couple different ones. I just, I kept a few of them for myself. So one thing I've always wanted to do, I'm a big fan and I've never actually tried was making salsa. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I've grown the tomatoes. Uh, I grew some jalapeno peppers. So I'm like, well, let, let's just try it. I, I have most of the ingredients. So uh, I actually just Googled and I, I, I went with like one of the first recipes I've seen. It had a decent rating. Uh, but I did look up fire roasted, right? I, I wanted to kind of keep the uh grilling involved in it and I, I thought it seemed really interesting so the recipe is actually pretty simple uh, like i said i only had to go out and buy a couple of um a couple of ingredients uh so it called this this particular one called for three pounds of roma tomatoes i used whatever i had but i will not lie i was a little worried because i think i kept six tomatoes for myself and I'm like, is this going to be three pounds worth? Luckily, um, unlike Jamie, which which I'd mentioned to him, sorry, Jamie, but uh, I, I have a food scale, so I weighed them out, and five of them was was my three pounds. So I was good there. Called for a uh, a large white onion. It said slice into thirds. I left it whole, and I just threw it over the coals. Uh, called for two jalapenos, which I did. Um, I did roast or you know uh, fire roast two I ended up only using uh, one in the recipe and uh, I think that was a, a decent balance for me two uh, you know I don't know how much I'd be able to eat I think that might have put it a little spicier than than I would have wanted uh, they called for some olive oil uh, to to rub on the the vegetables before you, you roast them I I didn't do that uh, six garlic cloves, one cup of cilantro. Now, here's here's the good one, because there's always got to be some sort of problem, right? I want to cook something, and uh, you're going to run into an issue. So I, I went yesterday, right? So that's Wednesday. Um, I'm like, all right, after work, I'm, like, I'm going to run to I'm going to run to the store, and I'm going to get the the few things I need that I don't have. So I get in there in the produce area, and they normally have it in like uh, bushels or a bunch of uh, cilantro, however you, whatever that proper terminology is. And I go over there and there's none. So you gotta be kidding me. I don't have time for this. You know, I don't, I really don't want to have to go to another store. I need something else to talk about. And you know, these tomatoes aren't going to last me all that long. So, uh, luckily they have, uh, this organic stuff comes in like little plastic containers. You don't get much and you, you pay like double or triple the price, you know, especially if you consider weight. There was two packages of uh, cilantro left. Now, luckily, um, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather have too much than not enough. I grabbed both of them. 
So I want to say if anyone out there listening um, went to the same store I went to looking to do the same thing I did and I took the last of it, you should have gotten there a little bit sooner. Uh, which actually it, it worked out because um, I used almost all of it, you know, disregarding most of the stem that I could. Um, so we had the cilantro. Uh, I didn't mention it. It called for two large poblano peppers. I'm a big fan of uh, fire roasted poblano peppers. Um, said called for two tablespoons of lime juice, lime juice, two tablespoons of sugar, a half teaspoon of cumin and two tablespoons of salt. So yeah, I, I go, I set the grill up, I, I fire roast them. And I, I guess maybe I should have been a little more, um, I, I didn't necessarily put them, I, I was very careful with them, you know, of having them directly over the coals. Uh, I, I did a full chimney and I was going to cook afterwards, just some, some brat, something quick. So I did, I kind of had all my heat, you know, half of the grill and then the other half were indirect. They were raw brats. I don't want to put them over, you know, five, 600 degree coals so I can burn the outside and have raw inside. So I'm kind of move, maneuvering them around, get the nice char to them. Other than the tomatoes, the tomatoes, what I noticed when I, when I was cooking them was you, you would notice that the, the skin would, uh, would start peeling off. At that point when it was, and they're tough to rotate, right? They're, they're not a perfect shape. So you, I got about two, maybe three positions I can have this over the coals. So skin starts peeling. I said, all right, this has to be done. I mean, I've had them indirect. I've had them over the fire. At this point, the, the skin's coming off. I, I yanked them. Uh, the poblano and uh, the onion. The onion, you know, I didn't, I didn't take out the, off the outer skin. Uh, it did burn away. Uh, for the most part... The, the the onion probably could have gone a little bit longer. It wasn't fully soft, like a, a fully cooked onion. And, and actually, a, a few of the tomatoes also, when cut, kind of chopping them up to uh, then do my next part of it, which I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I know some of them, um, more towards the middle, it was still like a raw tomato. But I figured, whatever, it shouldn't really matter. Really, my thought was looking more for that char on that outside, and not really of having uh, everything cooked, right? Uh, so, so get everything, everything charred up, um, bring it all inside. It cooled down by that point a little bit. So I start with the tomatoes. They're the first off, uh, and here's probably where, uh, I, in hindsight, where where I, I would do it differently. So I, I I take the skin off. I'm like that's that could just potentially be weird in, in a salsa. So I'm just kind of chopping it up in, I don't know, four or six pieces. And I don't have like an immersion blender. Uh, I have a small food processor and I'm like, that's probably gonna be too small. So I use a blender. So I, I go, I throw some tomatoes and not too much, turn it on, kind of just chop it all up. And then I had a big mixing bowl for like a, a KitchenAid mixer, pour it in there. I did it in stages. Um, w w the biggest issue I noticed with that is when I got to some of the, uh, drier ingredients, uh, the cilantro itself, and maybe even the garlic is now there is no moisture. It's just kind of clogging up on me. So then I'm stopping it, you know, I'm getting with it stopped, uh, you know, getting a, uh, like a, a butter knife and I'm mixing it around, uh, to try getting it where it all kind of just 
so it can all get chopped up. Um, so we'll go through all that. And, and even with the peppers, I took the skins off most of the way, uh, but not fully. The poblanos uh, and, and the jalapeno, um, I really didn't peel that too much. Uh, so I, I, I dump all the ingredients into this big KitchenAid, you know, mixing bowl. I, well, I, I got to mix, so I just, I use the KitchenAid, mix it all up, and I still had some mason jars left uh, from when I made my pickles. Now, I don't know how to can, so uh, when I say this, my refrigerator pickles, my probably five-day salsa, right, because I don't know how to properly do it, um, mix it all up put it into it actually came out to uh, that recipe came out with two 32 ounce uh, mason jars uh, it filled both of them so it makes a decent amount of salsa I, I did try it uh, initially but it was still kind of warm I, I thought I thought the flavor was good but it was it was a little odd you know tasting a warm salsa so I put it in the fridge uh, overnight go to work, whatnot. Today I came home. I, well, I got to try this stuff. So pour a little bit out. Okay, I have some tortilla chips. Go on it. I, I don't know if I really got that um, fire roasted flavor out of it. Maybe, maybe it was because I was, I, I was a little reluctant to just put the, the vegetables on that open flame and just let the flame kiss it, you know, and get that char to it. Um, so that, that might've been my issue. Uh, my choice of tomatoes, it was what they were. I didn't seed them or anything. I pretty much roasted them, cut them up, threw them in the blender. So you have all the seeds and all that. Um, flavor's good. I mean, this is, it's, it's nice, refreshing. I, I would say if anything, it seems maybe a little more watery, so to say, uh, than, than what you see sometimes, uh, with a, a salsa, I'm sure adding some tomato paste or, or something like that would uh, thicken it up. Uh, but this isn't, you know, there's really no chunks, right? I, I pretty much pureed this, this salsa. But it's nice. It's, it's refreshing. Uh, going with just the one jalapeno, it gives it, if I had to put it, I'd put it in that medium range. Uh, it's definitely not hot. I know... Um, like my wife, she would not touch it. It'd be too spicy for her. But it's it's really refreshing. And maybe it is because of, you know, like I said, I, I dump it in a jar or, you know, a little container. And you could see that actual water content, which I think it adds a little bit of freshness or refreshingness to it. I don't know if that's really a word or a proper statement, but it, it is now. So uh, for for my first attempt at... Uh, a salsa, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Uh, it's one of those things for years that I'm like, oh, I should try making salsa. And I never pulled the trigger on it. I think I, I should do it again. At the same point, if any of you have a, uh, that you're willing to part with a good recipe for a salsa, you know, feel free to, to, send, to shoot me a message if you have me uh, uh, through the, you know, social media, our Shade Tree Chefs, or email us at shadetreechefs at gmail.com. I'd I, really be curious because I'm a big fan of salsa. I uh, just never tried it. But with that, I mean, that's really uh, all I have today. And, and in light of Jamie, uh, uh, well, I think that's about all we have today. Uh, uh, this is Jamie. Uh, this is Matt on behalf of Jamie. Tune in 
like us, hashtag it, right? If you, you, you do a cook, hashtag Shade Tree Chefs. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Don't, don't get much feedback. You know, horror stories, uh, recipes, uh, just thoughts, whatever it is. Shoot us a message. With that being said, I'm Matt on behalf of Jamie, and we are Shade Tree Chefs. <laughs>